0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Socks on Tap. I'm your boy, Buzz. I'm joined by my dude, Tony, and we're here to talk about a series. Yeah, that's right. I said series. We usually do all post games, but we've had a lot of hell going on at the day jobs lately, so you're just going to have to accept that for right now and move on. We're here for a series recap, so let's just dig it out. Let's talk about this. But Before we do, be sure to go on tapsports.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs following us on Twitter. At Sox On Tap and On Tap Sportsnet. Following Tony at Tony On Tap and me at Buzz On Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. If you're on Facebook or Twitter, please go to the YouTube, On Tap Sportsnet YouTube channel. We're almost at 1,000 subscribers. It be pretty cool if you could subscribe over there. It'd be great. We're presented by Sports Illustrated. Tony, Sox drop two of three in the series to the Texas Rangers. Um, arguably almost dropped all three if uh game two didn't have that miraculous call at the end. But uh you know our, our White Sox are just kind of uh existing in this space right now not not really digging themselves out not really putting themselves back in they now sit once again. Damn does that suck.
1: Twelve games
0: under five hundred. How are you, bud?
1: I've been better, man. I've 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 been better. It's it's great to be back on with you. I see you're cracking them. I mean, you've got your Miller light going. It's a little A little late for you, though, isn't it?
0: My God, I was on mute there. I was on mute there. It is It is a little too late for me. But I'm with you, dude. We're we're chilling out. We're going to talk some White Sox baseball. We have the NBA draft tomorrow. Shameless plug here. Follow Bulls on tap tomorrow for uh, any draft-related stuff pertaining to the Chicago Bulls that you might want to. Your other favorite
1: Jerry Reinsdorf-run organization. Oh, yeah, because
0: I'm a glutton for punishment. I mean, I'm still an idiot. I mean, you know, nothing has
1: changed. Um <laughs> these teams just both make me upset, you know. Uh it's just your classic, your classic buzz. But it, yeah. yes, follow them. Uh you're gonna be doing a show tomorrow over on the uh the bulls on tap side of things. Uh White Sox off day. So perfect. If you want to listen to more buzz, go follow Bulls on tap and uh him and uh Keith will be doing a nice uh little recap of the draft, I believe, over there. Buzz this series was I mean, just more of the same. It was black. It was was black. That's the perfect way to describe it. It was very black. Uh, Monday's ball game started by Tanner Banks. Bullpen day. uh, Just probably the most black game of them all. Uh, You mentioned yesterday's ball game. I wanted to actually spend a little bit more time talking about that because we do get one win to talk about. We get one win to talk about here. Uh, That seems to be what the White Sox give us with a lot of these series. Sales in the house. Team is treading water. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good way to say that. Um, what did you think of of yesterday's ball game and in, in specifics the miraculous the home plate play with Elvis Andrews uh, sliding into home. It goes to video review, uh, and then it's ruled that Jonah Heim was blocking the plate. The White Sox end up victors by a final score of seven to six. Buzz, what were your thoughts here?
0: that was a wild ending to that game. Uh, that was the Elvis Andrews game though. You know, that was, uh, that was really cool. Like in the grand scheme of things, what, what a game was played by him and the White Sox fan base was behind it yesterday. Um, and that was again, in, in the only win of the series, but still, that game was just wild. As far as like the blocking the play thing they were using, I don't know if you saw this. So I know you're kind of a, a sports center, you know, just sports recap show junkie like I am. I don't know if you caught sports center, but they were, I can't remember exactly who it was, but they were comparing it to Buster Posey and they even did it a little bit on the broadcast tonight. I I thought that was just apples and oranges. Like, you know, I'm going to take the win. But if you remember in 2011 when Posey got run over, he got mad and hit sticked on steroids. You know, like, I mean, he got hit. There was nothing like that. I, th- I felt like it was a terrible call, but I, I don't know how you felt, but I'm going to take the win. Like I'm going to, I'm, oh, like, I'm definitely, I'm,
1: gonna, I'm, I'm definitely going to take the win here. You know, uh, I just,
0: I'm confused by what happened. That's all. I just, that, that was uh that was one of those head scratchers where you're like, like, is a catch a catch? You know what I'm saying? Like in the NFL, like what, well, what was that? Like, w- are we going to see more of that in the future? If, if, I just uh, didn't
1: understand, Buzz, how that came out in the video replay and wasn't made the call on the field. And I didn't even know that something like that could be reviewable. Obviously, they went out to review the safe call. But I didn't know that that could be overturned in such a manner. The runner is out, but he's safe because the catcher was blocking the plate. I thought Elvis Andrews had a path. I don't know about you. I thought um, that.
0: Beth. I thought that he had plenty of re- when he slid in it wasn't he didn't even his head did even make contact with a kneecap. I mean nothing. I
1: mean nothing. There was, there was, was nothing there. I, I AJ Przinski had uh, some words for this on Foul Territory TV as well. I don't know if you caught his reaction. They did play it in the pregame show um with uh, Chuck and Ozzy today. But I mean I have always been more of a fan of the you know you just truck the catcher um type of baseball i I like the old school uh rules here i understand we're trying to keep players safe and you know that they're doing that in the nfl the kickoffs aren't going to be a thing at some point but i just i don't know i thought he looked pretty close to safe in real time uh on the original play there yeah it was it was definitely debatable i thought it was a good challenge i'm just happy the white Sox were able to uh, walk away with one because we would be sitting here man talking about a sweep And potentially, potentially, I mean, the game was, the game was tied, but we all know how some of these things shake out for the Chicago white Sox. If you're still listening, fell apart. Yeah.
0: You know, and and this is a weird thing about this challenge that we're talking about it. Tony, I want, I want to read this to you. So there was never any contact with the catcher. It was a sweep tag. I don't get it. I really don't. Again, I'm shocked. Jonah did a great, great job there. The throw took him to the left a little bit. Sweep tag. I'm lost on this one. That's a tough one to take. So that comes from Bruce Bochi. White Sox manager Pedro Graffal said he hadn't seen a replay at the time, but this is what he said. All I can say is we challenged both. We challenged the play at the plate and blocking the plate. Since when do you get the challenge for two things in one? I There needs to be some concise shit Isn't that in like area. double jeopardy there? Like- well, kind of. Kind of. I mean, again, like that, it worked out this time for us. But you yes. know, if the socks are competitive in twenty thirty seven, all right, and, this, and the challenges are still around, you know what I mean? Like we'd be pissed off if we were on the other end of this. And I just want to have a good understanding of what you can challenge, when you can, and when you can't. I didn't realize you're, you're going to go and do multiple things here. It's like it's like almost like the NBA. Like, are you challenging uh, over and back violation? Are you challenging a hand check file at the top? Like, or or in football? You know, are you challenging that he stepped out of bounds? He didn't get the toe tapped down. Are you challenging, did he maintain possession? Like what, what, where are we? Like, and, and that's what I don't want to happen in baseball is some of these cloudy challenges that I don't, at least me, I'm sure there's people that probably understand it better than me, but that people have a better understanding of, because I, I didn't realize you could literally go into the challenge for a block at the to, to say he was safe, but then the refs come out and, and say something entirely different that changed the whole makeup of the game within the span of
1: two minutes. Yeah, and I think it's time to to mic up the umpires um, in the stadium as well and let people know what's going on. I just, yeah, it, it gets confusing, especially if you're a spectator in, in the stadium. And it's also difficult, um, you know, as a TV consumer as well here, because uh, I, I thought it was just a standard out safe call at the at the plate there so um i'll again we'll take the win we'll take the win we got one we got one uh yesterday uh graveman did come in after that and uh and and shut things down he looked good um and in his appearance here as well buzz but uh more importantly i wanted to talk about just the starting pitching right now with the chicago white Sox. you saw On Monday, uh, obviously we're missing Mike Clevenger. Jesse Schultons was used, um, in the series over the weekend. They had to go to a bullpen day. Uh, cease goes out there, gives you six innings. Uh, Once again, uh, Steve says this all the time on the show buzz. You want more length out out of these guys. And then today, Michael Kopech, uh, I, I don't exactly know what was going on here, but, uh, he's only able to make it through, I believe four innings. He, uh, he only went full. Tone. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah. 86 pitches and he was out uh, the way that Steve stone was talking on the broadcast made me believe there might be some injury concern. Haven't seen anything yet from Pedro Grifol on this. I'm sure there's probably some comments coming out on Twitter, but yeah, four innings gives up four hits, three runs, all of them earns walks three. Uh, he does fan five, gives up a long ball. Uh, Kopech has had, I think, a pretty decent season, but he's prone to some starts like this where it's just not what you need in terms of length um, from your starting pitcher. And then, uh, you know, (laughs) we'll get to him in in just a little bit, the newest addition to this White Sox bullpen. But uh, Jimmy Lambert comes back, and, man, was he fucking brutal tonight. Um, He's just reinstated from uh, the aisle after uh, an ankle injury had kept him out for a while. But, man, he just got tuned up there in the fifth inning. Just of no location of on his
0: pitches. Yeah, he, he had no locations on his pitches, Tony. You know, I mean, he could not locate anything. Um, this, that's for Lambert. As far as Kopech goes, I don't know. I, I've had conversations with a lot of different people on it. I think that Michael Kopech is starting pitcher material. I think that you do too. I just think that I don't know how to crisp him up any more than he's already than he already is. I mean, this guy's had a very, very long leash um, within the White Sox organization. I I, I like OPEC. Um, I just... <laughs> for it, for us to be any good, he has to be way more consistent than he is out there. Um, and, and this isn't his fault at all today. I mean, the offense has got to wake the fuck up too. But, you know, well, with whatever that we really have outside of, you know, Jake Berger and then Andrew Vaughn on his little heater. But, uh, you know... Kopech reminds me of a guy that someone like my old man and maybe probably your old man would deed to say, like, oh, yeah, he, he's got it sometimes. He doesn't have it. So- Other times he should be a spot starter and come out the bullpen most of the time. That's what they would probably say about him. I don't know how right that is. I don't agree with it. But he just has these clunker performances that just he doesn't get you long enough. And, and unfortunately, the White Sox need starting pitching that gets you through long enough because that bullpen is a sketch. It could be good, but then it could be bad. And, and we've seen the bad.
1: Yep, exactly. Tonight, Jimmy Lambert coming back in. Lambert's had his ups and downs, but tonight was just sort of abysmal. And then uh, the newest addition to the bullpen, uh, Tukey Toussaint. I don't know how we want to pronounce this on the show. I'm just giving it my best. Uh, Toussaint. Uh, Four innings. He does walk two, strikes out four. Uh, But pretty impressive stuff from just a new name in the White Sox bullpen. I'm sure for some reason it, it'll happen where his next performance, or maybe it's two down the road, he's going to, you know, fold into the White Sox mold and uh it won't be this crisp. But I was, I was impressed with this. This is a guy who uh, we just picked up and uh comes in, steps up and makes an immediate impact here. Uh Probably saves a couple Couple arms. I know the White Sox are heading into an off day, but nice to not have to go to uh, anybody else for the remainder of this game. Sox do drop it by a final of six to three. But I was impressed with Mr. Uh, Toussaint here. What about you, Mr. Buzz?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it. you know, the kid comes in, he gets a little bit of praise today here just because he was able to go four innings and, you know, not allow any hits, not let up any runs. I mean, it's kind of rare for a White but, Sox pitcher here. For uh, a reliever, nonetheless. A, right. Yeah. For a reliever. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely take it, you know, hopefully it's something that he can keep up and, you know, we need all the help we can get in that department right now. So if, if it can, if it can keep up, that'd be great. I don't know if it will or not, but I'm very impressed by his first performance coming in here against a very good Texas
1: Rangers team. It is. Uh, the, the Rangers are 46 and 28. Um, uh, so they are definitely, uh, much better than the Chicago White Sox that we've been subject to watching. Uh, Buzz, any other thoughts that you have from this series against the Rangers? Um, I really like – I mean, Andrew Vaughn put the
0: bat on the ball a bit, and and, and I like that. So I'm, I'm going to take that out of Andrew Vaughn. Um, he hit another home run tonight. Um, that's his 11th, I believe. Let me just check that. I'm, I'm, like, pretty sure I'm right. Yeah, it's his 11th on the year. So I, I, I like what I've seen out of Andrew Vaughn. I want to give him some flowers. Um, other than that, I mean, it's just – Jake Berger seemed to kind of cool off a little bit. Um, you know, I just, I don't know, man. It, this team is so hard to read and so hard to tell, like, what it is. I, I Being th- this far under five hundred, and even though you're not super far out uh, from first place because the AL Central is such dog shit, I, I just wish that these guys could click at the same time so they can go on a legitimate fucking run. It's not just one guy here. It's not just one guy there. Like, that's what I'm hoping to see in this Red Sox series, going. Is, is is some of these guys coming off an off day and clicking on the same fucking time so we can pick up and string together some Ws for a very attainable, winnable division. I, I, I don't – other than that, I don't have much left on this series. I mean, they, they played like shit, and they got lucky on, on in game two. They got lucky in game two after throwing, throwing that game away. They got lucky on that weird call that was made. Again, we said we'd take it, but it's the truth. They got lucky. So, uh, you know, I, I giving Vaughn some flowers and then going into this Boston series just for the love of God, please have a couple guys' bats going at the same time.
1: Just, they need it. Well said. Yep, off day tomorrow, uh, and then it's into Boston. Uh, well, Boston's coming in. You're going to get Lucas Giolito on the mound for Friday's ball game we've got uh who we got for Saturday I believe that's probably going to be Lance Lynn yep that's that's going to be Lance and then uh it'll be interesting to see who we go with on Sunday uh could be another bullpen day for your Chicago White Sox but uh I mean man just battered again with some injuries Yasmani Grandal scratched from the lineup today Tim Anderson he did have a pinch hit appearance over um this past series and that was in yesterday's ball game was out of the lineup again today came out
0: and I Elston for him again Tone, I'm seeing that are they I'm, I'm seeing Being it in places on Twitter
1: yeah it, it'll be interesting to see what happens here I know that uh there's a a loud segment of White Sox fans who are sort of upset that uh Mr Popeye Jose Rodriguez is not Hey, seen a start yet here it doesn't sound like the white Sox want to start him he got his first uh, action though on the base pass though you see that yeah, yeah. yes he's uh, he he excited did.
0: man he, he was, I mean, smiling ear to ear i mean that was kind of cool to see a dream that was my favorite part of the series yes see him, he, yeah. he lit up like a christmas tree man he was so stoked to get out there so that was my favorite part of the series
1: there you go um this boston series man just just looking at this uh we we desperately need a series win. Uh, Minnesota does uh, walk them off, I believe tonight. So, man, like you said, if they can gel it after an off day and and rattle off two in a row here before it, it turns to bullpen day again, uh, that would be pleasant to watch. But man, I, I just lose more and more faith as some of these series go by in in any sort of run taking place um the the trade rumors thing has gotten louder and louder uh you had the the bob nightingale uh article come out this past week that we haven't had a chance to talk about did you did you get a chance to read that one buzz which one he said well i, I don't know if i, I i'm sure
0: that I read several
1: several veterans on the team oh said that they would welcome welcome a, a trade, trade. Yeah, yeah of course
0: of course. I mean, and hes I know that they were talking about on the radio, you know, Lucas Giolito being moved, you know, the Tim Anderson being moved, uh, you know. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of possibilities here for a lot of big shakeups to happen within the Chicago White Sox organization when the trade deadline comes around and see what the Sox end up doing. They're five and a half back right now, and it's also been speculated if they can get within striking distance that they'll stand pat. So – uh, and try to be. Buying. I, don't, I, I
1: don't want to do the stand pat thing, I'd, I'd rather just buy at that point. I don't know, yeah, but you, well, you can't rather...
0: buy when you can't sell anything. I mean,
1: what the yeah, fuck I know. You it's, a, they're they're they are more mired in mediocrity now, maybe like a lower level of mediocrity than when we started this whole entire fucking process years ago. And I think that's what really annoys <laughs> Sucks the body, doesn't it, it? It does, it absolutely does, and man. Just win this fucking series against Boston. And oh,
0: Boston's the, 39 and 36. They're 12 out and you know the, we've been do, we've been dog
1: shit against the A Hell East. Yeah, we I really know. have. We, we I know. we've sucked against them. I think Gilito gives you your best chance to win here, uh against uh Bellow there on Friday. But then after that, things get a little sketch. And this is another picture, Buzz, that the uh the White Sox have not seen before. So, ugh, don't go make this guy look like an ace. He's four and four. I know he's got a three point four nine ERA, but uh, I,
0: I. You want to hear a they, fun fact about the AL East?
1: Just brutal. Go ahead. They're the I, only I division. Fun base. Facts.
0: They're they're all, they're, the, they're the only division in baseball that has uh, every team has a plus and run differential.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's nice.
0: So I didn't mean to make you
1: sad. Don't get the doors blown off. How about that? How <laughs> about don't suck?
0: Yeah. How about that? Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be fantastic.
1: Don't don't suck on Friday. It's it's going to be a much-needed off day, I think, for everybody tomorrow. I know you're going to be just knee-deep in, in Bulls basketball stuff. But we've reached this point in the season now where I'm, I'm welcoming an off day, I feel like, for one of the first times ever to just oh. not have to – It's rare for you. It is rare for me because I I, I love watching the White Sox. I love doing this over and over again. But man, this has just been brutal. It's it's more lifeless baseball right now. It's more lifeless baseball. And I can't stand it. It's driving me up the wall. I mean, well, think about it.
0: I mean, just think about it objectively for a minute. Like, like look, you have Pedro Pedroia, rookie manager, who's trying to just keep his head above water. He's already had to be defended by Rick Khan. Is like this is not his fault. Rick Khan is under complete fire. He's already made comments about possibly losing his job because he knows how bad the team is. He right makes now.
1: comments the, about possibly losing his job all the time.
0: The, the fucking players don't want to be there. The, don't yeah. want to be there. I mean, this the Sox are a mess, Tone. They're a fucking mess. I mean, from top, it's not just gameplay; it's everything. So, yeah, I, I don't blame you for welcoming an off day. You know, like that, like you said, this we started this in 2019. We, you were podcasting about it in what, 17, 18? Yeah. So so was I over there at the Outcast with Juice, like you know about the rebuild and about all this awesome shit that was gonna happen. 2020, 2020, 2023, dude. Here we are. <laughs> it's. It's fucking bad again.
1: It's you 1030 know? on a Wednesday night in June, the longest day of the year, the first day of summer. And man, it, it's just, it's not, it's not the same. It's not what was promised to any of us.
0: No, we're supposed to be getting ready for a fucking parade. Yeah, we we're supposed to be doing. getting
1: ready for a parade. I mean, did we ever get to move into the house?
0: They didn't even buy fucking fireworks. Oh, the house that was being the built? The that
1: was being built.
0: Well, hang on, hang on. How, how many years was this 2019 ago?
1: Four, if I can math correctly right now.
0: Okay. And then we were podcasted about a year before. I mean, the rebuild started before then. So it's five. It takes five years to build a good house. So if we're on Steve Stone's pace, that house should be about done. We can move in soon. Okay. I mean, it's, it's shit, but we can get in there. You know, <laughs> we'll, be able to, there. we'll be able to get in there. You know,
1: does it come with a warranty?
0: So White Sox is Jerry.
1: Yeah, it doesn't come with a warranty then. No. buzz man it, it's 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 just abysmal uh to talk about some of these things but you know the you brought up Rick Hahn defending Pedro Grifffol there was another report I, I'm pretty sure it might have come from either Heyman or, or Nightingale on you know he might be a one and done manager yeah. and you know I, I I've seen some takes out there uh, on the on the Twitter verse about you know how it's not his fault there's it's also people who say it is his fault the funny part to this whole entire thing is this was Rick Hunt's guy.
0: Oh, well, this was, mean, the guy well, was the guy that was second chance at his guy. It's his. Ch- it, it's a second chance at his guy.
1: Because what, what do you mean by it's his second chance at his guy? Well, who was his first guy?
0: Well, AJ Hinch wasn't it? Sure. That was on that was on the press release when when they well, first AJ AJ Hinch
1: when you when you go back to this AJ Hinch. Is a far better baseball manager with a better resume than Pedro Grifol was.
0: Well, right. there was also
1: there was also guys out there during the managerial search. I'm just tired of the 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 PR spin that gets put on every single one of these things. It was Joan Moncada is going to be a phenom, and then Yoan Moncada is not a fucking phenom. Then it was you know here's uh, Eloy Jimenez, and this guy's going to hit fifty fucking homers, and he's going to be the best hitter in the middle of the order. And then that guy can't stay healthy. And then you you had it for Lucas Giolito. This guy's going to be an ace. And it's been up and down, up and down, up and down every single year. It's, it's Jekyll and Hyde shit. Then you've got, you know.
0: The next Mike you Trout.
1: Can, the next Mike Trout. I mean, that's a big one right now. The next Mike Trout. That, that was Luis Robert. And that's a guy who it's more Jekyll and Hyde. You can watch him go on a stretch where he is phenomenal just looks like one of the best baseball players out there which is why you get a comp like that you don't get it from nothing and then you watch other stretches where the guy doesn't even know who the fucking bench coach is (laughs) and is telling you to your face that he ran hard yesterday so he was playing conservatively today and it's from top to bottom everything was marketed for you the fan to believe that these guys were going to put it together. And you see these little cracks in that foundation of whatever house it is that was being built. shitty one. Yeah. Like, we just didn't mix the cement for this portion. We just threw it in there, fucking shitty. And, you know, every time it rains, it's going to fucking leak. And now... You don't know if Luis Robert is is playing hard or not. I still question if every single day we're playing hard or not. I question every single time Eloy Jimenez runs from home plate to first base, if he's going to blow out his leg again or his hip or something, hit the bag (laughs) wrong. Just every fly ball that gets hit into the outfield is a question mark. Every ground ball that goes to Tim Anderson is a question mark. I, I it's definitely agree. they unbelievably um, frustrating. I,
0: I think that this team was far worse off and more broken than we realized heading into the 2023 season. And that's why I have a hard time putting in this on Graffal. Um, I, 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 I don't think any, like, listen, dude, he's, he's out here playing guys out of position, just like T- Tony La Russa was. He's out here with a worse squad. It's LaRusche. the same
1: fucking product, man. It's the a, same a little product. bit,
0: a little bit, a little bit, the injuries, I mean, have obviously, you know, we had that 90, what was it? We won 91, 93 games in 2021. And then, you know, obviously what happened last year and then here we are now, but I don't think Rafal is like a godsend or a manager. Who's going to make a huge difference. I, I'll tell you this right now. He does not command the respect of veterans. Um, And I'm sorry at this point, I mean, that's what I'm going to call Luis Robert, who's been around for a while, and that's what I'm going to call Tim Anderson, and that's what I'm going to call Eloy Jimenez. I mean, you know, um, I just don't think that he stops them from being who they are, and I don't know what kind of manager can. I don't know what the dynamic is inside the clubhouse. All I know is that these guys show up and play when they want to. So um, if they're willing to give it 100% that, that's that's what it comes down to, the clicking, right? When we say, "I wish these guys could click at the same time." Yeah, a lot of that has to do with luck. I'm not saying that. I'm sure every one of them would hit a bomb if they could up every time at the plate. But it's it's trying to find that extra gear and that extra drive to do so to be better, to to not have, uh, you know, what did you say, cracks in the foundation to try to keep it, try to keep it even keel and, and plain and simple. And we just don't get that out of this team. And I don't know what's going to bring it out. I don't know if it's a complete facelift. I don't. I we've just like Jerry's other team. We have run the course with what you call the core here. And the longer you prolong the inevitable, the worse your fan base is going to be off.
1: So And so that's, but man, you don't trust Rick Hahn to go no. put it back together. He, he makes comments about his job being, you know, in jeopardy, but th- that's not really, you know, actions speak louder than words here. So there's nothing, nothing's been done in that regard in a long, long, long time. And in fact, the last time it was done, it was a promotion up for Kenny Williams. We wait to see Rick Khan's fate. When it comes to the manager, it's been the same thing, the same problems with this team since Ricky Renteria. It really has. It's been the same problems. It doesn't matter if you've got a Hall of Fame veteran manager, a rookie manager, uh, you know, a rebuild guy in there. It, it doesn't matter. It's going to be the same mentality because it's, it's coming from the same mouths. It's coming from the same front office. It's coming from the same owner, man. It's, I, I don't know where you go from here. If you blow this up and you keep the same front office, does anyone who's a white Sox fan have an ounce of trust that the third time through is going to be any better than the first two. You're more so banks
0: so. for luck. That that's what you're batting for there, Tone. You're more so batting for luck because you don't you have any. Luck. You, you have that, no that's my question for you. Right, huh? Would
1: you rather? Would you rather chance luck with basically like some pieces of this core, or do you go blow it up, full rebuild, and try for luck again with just a bunch of different other guys? Because there is talent on this team. We're not going to deny it. We just talked about how Luis Robert looks good in certain situations, but when you start to peel back these layers. I, I'd, I'd sit there and say, yeah, I'd wait for luck with Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez over throwing that out there and trying to figure out who's going to come in here and step in and, and be those big bats in the middle of the order. But the injury history then starts to crop up, and I say, no, maybe I'd rather somebody just be fucking available. <laughs> I the, the way you
0: look at this right now is is, is how I'm trying to look at, at this. The Sox farm system is so depleted and shit, okay? that the core that you have up there now by the time – you have to either spend big in free agency, which this team – I mean, yes, they were seventh in payroll, great, but you're going to have to go get stars, not just fucking weird bullpen guys that equal a man. And most not of, of
1: those guys, Buzz, the the sad part is most of those guys have been locked up for the next decade by their current clubs, which this team had the opportunity to do. Right, and that's They what had I'm the saying. opportunity to do a bunch of that stuff. And, and that's it, what I'm I, saying here. So yeah.
0: this is where it gets bad. Right, So you're not able to go and grab these stars. You're in a bad spot right now. You have no farm system. And again, what do you do? Do you stay the core? Me as a fan personally, if we're going to suck, try to maximize the suck. Get rid of whatever you have to bring back in. High potential guys and and try to do it that way. Again, because that's what sometimes works in baseball. You're going to have to do it. Again, it's a mirror image to, to his other team. And, I, and I'll relate it to you because we've already done the cross promotion. Like I'd rather sit there and have watch developing young players on a Chicago Bulls team win 25 fucking games. Okay. than watch a three star system of Nikola Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine suck ass and, and miss the playoffs and, and go into a plan. These guys, Luis Robert, Tim Anderson, Lucas G Alito, Dylan Cease, all these guys, there's value in those names. There's value there. Maybe not so much Tim as it was before, but I'm sure there's still value for Tim Anderson. Okay. The guy won two batting titles. Let's, let's calm down. He didn't drain all of his value just yet. All right. They, people know he needs a change of scenery. That is did something you, that did people... you
1: pass that statement by NWI Steve before you said it? I did not. Okay. I'm just wondering. I just, did,
0: I do what I do, but it, it, it comes down to committing to a decision and going with luck at this point. Um, And obviously with luck would come a high draft pick because you were shitty so you know so much and you get a draft pick then luck has a lot of luck has to do with the draft but a lot of the draft has to do with people who know what the fuck they're looking at and I don't know if Rick Hahn does so again that luck really has to be up here for this squad because I think that they're they're punching from beneath already so it, it, uh, you know this, this is who they are this is where we're at they need to they're not even dead in the water at 32 and 44.
1: Which is wild.
0: It's they're five, five and,
1: and a half back. It's wild. And, man, they could go win the division. I think we'd all be happy. I think we'd all be happy for a division title. But it's also going to come with, like, the. It, it's probably going to be the most frustrating division title that anybody can get to. Because I don't know if they're going to get above 500. I don't think they are. I,
0: I think the division titles a, a fallacy. I don't think that it's something that's even attainable because anytime we get within somewhat of a reach, someone gets hurt. Team cannot stay healthy enough. again, you're punching from beneath already. Mm-hmm. You have to go on a hell of a burning run and, and outplay the way that you have been playing and string together consistency. and that's something we haven't seen this team do at all. You know, we've had like is this the most
1: frustrating day. White Sox team? The 2023 White Sox. Have they already obtained the most frustrating team that you've watched?
0: I I definitely think between that this team and last year as frustrating. The the frustration meters tapped out. The frustration meters tapped out. Again, especially when it comes down to health and underperforming. And we've been dealing with that after, you know, 2021, when we were talking DEFCON 5 shit for a little bit, you know, because we were finally feeling good. 2022 and 2023 have been – Pretty disappointing years as a White Sox fan, at least to me. Um, it has become now more of a chore to watch them than ever before because it just doesn't seem like they strive to be better. And as a fan, you know, obviously I'm I'm a fucking homer, so I'm always going to watch and, and keep up with them. But it just, you know, every once in a while it's like, you know, man, I'd probably rather watch like fucking a Gordon Ramsay show or something. Like, I don't want to watch this shit. You know, like they they come out and they don't try. You go to work all day, you have a shit ass day, and then you want to come home and take in your favorite baseball team. And hey, man, they don't give a fuck either when they're at work. So it's just, it's what you're left with. You just want some care. You want some care. I want, yeah, I want some care, you know? And again, I don't know if we're going to get it from this squad, but I, I really don't care to see them stick around to find out, Tony. You're 32 and 44. I think we have a big enough sample size after, uh, you know, even the midway point in 2021 after the baseball that this team played all up until now. So
1: I, so you're rooting for them to to sell this thing big.
0: Absolutely. Absol- dude. Absolutely. dude. And everybody, I, like, so many people get upset about that. Uh, and both spectrums of Jerry's teams, people get so weird. Oh, don't you want to be so more competitive? Why would you sell off the best player? Sometimes you have to fucking do that, man. To, 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 to do something else here you know like you got to try to recoup any sort of assets you possibly can because right now this ain't working we have a big enough sample size to show you it ain't gonna work it this is where you're at right now so they need it, they want to change minds come out against boston okay come out against the angels when when, when you get them next after that and start Stringing together some fucking wins to make people believe in you. If you can't do that, then this is going to be more of the same. Especially over here. I'm not gonna to lie to anybody. This team sucks. Right. You know, it's not. It's not good.
1: Yep. That's that's where we're that's where we're at right now. It, <laughs> it it's, I, w- I want them so badly to make you believe again, Buzz, Because you were the you were the perennial optimist oh, of on course. the show well, since, wa- it, since inception.
0: I want them to win. I don't not want him to win. I want to be good. Like, I want to see Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, Jake Berger, a part of that. Like, you know, you know me. I love Jake Berger. I played Call of Duty with Jake Berger. Like, you know, like, I that is cool shit. You know, like, I want to see these guys, Tim Anderson, Giolito, C.S. Kopech, all these guys that we
1: were waiting for. You didn't mention Johan Moncada because I think you're 100%, Mancotta, out of, <laughs> you're 100% out on that guy. I think a lot of people are right now. Yeah, I, One last little injury update on him that you got from Pedro Grifol was uh, they don't know when he's going to be back.
0: Oh, that's so cool.
1: You got from Daryl Van, uh, Daryl Van Schaun from uh, the, the times over there uh, had said, it sounds like this might be a post all-star break thing. And the funniest part to me was that nobody really batted an eyelash because I think people would rather watch Jake Berger at this point. than Then a
0: hundred percent. Anybody who says th- that that's not true is a liar. hundred percent. Burgers hits bombs. You know, burger fucking tries. You know, he takes a series. Burger's a guy. We're at, the, we're at the point camp.
1: in this thing here, Buzz, where we're like, this guy tries. I it's sickening. That's what I She's, mean. They should all try. No shit. They should I'm all good. try. That's, I'm gonna go into
0: work tomorrow in and Like, and then here here come the people Hang out. You can't compare what you do to fucking no, yes, you can. You can try. Like I can go into work tomorrow and not try, not log on to TMW. I told you how much I hate that shit and, yep. and not try to fucking, you know, like just go sit there and do nothing or half half production. And then my boss comes in. You know what he's going to tell me? Go fuck yourself. That's what he's going to tell yeah. me. <laughs> you know, that's what he's going to tell me, dude. But don't
1: yell, don't yell at the players. We don't want to yeah, don't don't yell want at to the players. Yeah, boomer. Oh, yeah, don't yeah. yell at the players. You can't do that. Yeah,
0: canceled 2023.
1: Yeah, don't yell at these guys. It, it's incredible that we're here talking about some of this stuff, you would think that uh, the tones of these shows would be a a lot better. I mean, it's, it's been so long buzz since any of us have even said set the tone because the tone here is just, it's abysmal. There's really not much more that you can say than that. Uh, I don't have much else, man. Do you have any final closing thoughts before we ride on out into the off day that I so desperately need? (laughs) <laughs> no, I got nothing, dude. Just fucking go. Just
0: do do what we said. Try. Try. Try against Boston and see what happens. Let's let's see what happens here. Try against Boston. That's all that's all I got. And I, I oh, I also have this. Everybody be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel on SportsNet. We're presented by Sports Illustrated Media Group, and if you get the chance, check us out live tomorrow uh right before the draft and I think we're going to go right after the draft. We're going to see logistically how that plays out, but we're going to talk about the lack of bull movement or the bulls movement. We'll see what happens, but that is all I have.
1: You got a little preview here for any of the bulls fans around there. You think Zach Levine is moving before tomorrow.
0: If we, and yes, I say we, when I'm talking about our teams, Um, if we can get a haul for Levine, I'm talking a young, a young player with, with some upside and, a pick or two in the first round, I, I I love that. Um, I think they should be high lottery picks for him. I don't know if we can squeeze our way into the Portland pick, which is number three. Uh, does not seem like Charlotte's going to part at number two. Looks like Michael Jordan wants to take Brandon Miller, and then there's kind of a huge drop off after five, um, and, and not in talent, just in predictability. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, no matter what happens tomorrow, the NBA draft is going to be pretty fireworkish because a lot of teams are going to be making a lot of moves and you're going to be able to see if the Bulls stand pat and try to run it back or if they can finally commit to a rebuild, which they so desperately need. So that's my, uh, that's
1: my, what is What is that called? A deck? A teaser. deck. Yeah, a, deck tease. a, a teaser. Yeah. A deck, a teaser. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll give. I'll give. Uh, since you've shamelessly plugged your your bull show, uh, I'll just let everybody know here. Uh, also, be following Four Feathers Podcast at Four Feathers Pod on Twitter. We got the NHL draft coming. I know hockey is not as big as as the NBA over there, Buzz, but I have to say it. The Blackhawks' number one overall pick is coming in just about guard. a week. Yeah, well, it's going to be Connor Bedard. I'll be down in Nashville, um, so you probably won't hear me on these airwaves. Much next week going down to Nashville to uh cover that event. So, can I
0: ask you something?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Like,
0: well, yeah, and I know we're getting, we got to get out of here, but like, what? It, like, there's no chance you know, I don't do hockey. I, 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 it's not that I don't like hockey, I really like the video games, I just never really watch it. Um, there's no chance they pass on that kid, right?
1: I don't think so.
0: Okay, so like, I this, don't is think like so. this is like, this sh- is like locked the fuck in, you think. I'm um, pretty damn positive. Yeah. So it's just like the NBA draft. So you know who's going number. You're one. you're gonna
1: get people on, on Twitter who are gonna tell you, you know, mainly fans from other teams that, you know, there's a chance, but they're just trying to, to rain on the parade. That rain is rain
0: on the parade of the bedardness. Yes. Fuck yeah. Okay. Yes, I,
1: yeah. Ab- absolutely. All uh, all they're right. gonna play games with you in your mind up until that moment. Um this turned into an all Chicago sports show at the end here, Buzz, but uh okay yeah. We'll be down in we down in Nashville, Four Feathers Pond. There's probably going to be a, a, a draft preview show, myself and Ronald Luce, over there on Four Feathers Podcast, coming up here soon in the coming days. But uh Buzz, we've got we're, we're entering draft season. We'll be back on Sunday for another series recap on Socks on Tap. Buzz, take it away, my friend. Be sure to go to on tapsportsnet.com for our Chicago Sports Literature and Podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter
0: at Socks on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet. One more time, please subscribe to our YouTube channel on Tap Sportsnet. YouTube will be back Sunday, like Tony said, for a Sunday, fun day. White Sox Forever. White Sox Forever.